So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hello, welcome back. This is Robin Wong. I'm your host. This is No Pills, No Hunger. Welcome. I hope you're having a great day today. And this is episode number 44, and we're talking about Um, latent autoimmune disease in adults, okay, also known as type 1.5 diabetes. And, oh, boy, what a road. This this is near and dear to my heart today because there's a good chance that my husband, who we've been managing as a type 2 diabetic for so long, might be... um, type one now after all. And so I don't know if you know my story, but it's basically over 10 years ago, my husband um, was diagnosed with type two diabetes. Uh, No pre-diabetes diagnosis prior to that is wham. And we thought we had been eating a healthy diet. We were being as preventative as we could to have good health. Um, We were eating lean white meat, no red meat. We were uh, don't we didn't do butter. We didn't, you know, we'd cut down a lot of the fats. We had um, uh, didn't do sweets a lot. We didn't eat fast food. Of course, you know, we are still in our Western world, and we ate and we had children, so occasionally you would have those things. But on a regular basis, I cooked, and but I did. I cooked meat, and I cooked lots of vegetables, and I cooked rice, and um, you know, but compared to the fast food diet, we thought we were eating healthy, right? And he didn't have a weight problem. And so we just never thought diabetes was an issue. We were always watching our um, our added fat, okay, kind of the, um, like the butters and the um, oils and that sort of thing. But we weren't really watching our saturated fats because, um, you know, from, from other meats, we were watching it from red meat because that was what so cor- uh, tightly was correlated to um, heart disease. And he was more worried about heart disease because his father had had two bypass surgeries. So diabetes had never really entered into our minds until he got the diagnosis. And, and then, wow, it was a real shock. So, uh, if we had four small children at the time and you're not small, but you know, we're very active in their lives and they were not on their own by any means. And it was just a surprise. And the doctor immediately wanted to put them on meds and we didn't want to do that. So that's what set me off onto this road uh, of finding plant-based nutrition and and actually took me back to graduate school to become a dietitian. Okay, it really changed the tra- trajectory of my life 
a big time because I found a career that I'm passionate about and um, spent many, many years working toward it because I was raising my kids at the same time. So it was a lot of balls in the air, but here we are. And now um, he might, we're waiting for the test to come back. Okay. So I'm, I guess I'm sharing this because I'm kind of still digesting it. So you're, you know, I'm still trying to get my head around and I'm starting the, I'm starting the process again. You know, like I did with um, when we, he got diagnosed type two, I'm dealt, you know, just finding everybody I can that knows about this LADA. And I don't know if they call it LADA or I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what they call it. Um, I know it's the acronym for latent autoimmune diabetes in adults. It's LADA, but I don't know if they call it LADA. I don't know. Um, so I'm really just starting to kind of process this. And, um, but what, what I can tell you is that you know, he's managed his diabetes really successfully um, without meds for a long time. And slowly, as he's aged, uh, his diabetes has, you know, his blood sugars have been inching up a little bit. Uh, there was a little bit of protein spilling into his um, urine, which is concerning because that's a, that's a kidney issue, right? And so we're, we're really clear on, oh, it's not really being as managed as well as we'd hoped. And yet, what else can we change in our diet? I mean, what else can we do now? He does fudge now and again. And, and, you know, but, but I was accusing him of fudging more than he was because of these symptoms. Right. And, and so it was like, he's just like, Oh, you're like, you know, the dictator telling me I can't eat anything. And, um, and it's all out of concern for him. Right. But I, I get it. It's so hard. I understand how hard it is to make changes and we've made all those changes uh, with great success, and yet the results um, started to change. I mean, like the good results he'd been having started to change. And so it took him back to his doctor. And we had become aware many years ago um, from a doctor that said, you know, you know, you're doing all this great stuff, but maybe maybe you're a type 1.5. And we're like, oh, what is, what is even that? I don't even know what that is. And But yet he was having good success with his... Um, with how we were managing it with the plant-based diet, we didn't even really give it much thought until recently. And so he, you know, went in and getting some tests done. So, but what I wanted to share with you is what I'm learning. Um, I'm, so I thought since I'm learning it, I'll share it with my audience so they can learn it as well and have that just be something in the back of their heads. So, that, you know, knowledge is power. So uh, latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, it's, um, from what I've learned is it's a slow progressing form of autoimmune disease. Okay. And, um, of auto autoimmune diabetes. And it's kind of like auto the autoimmune disease of type one. Okay. Diabetes, but, um, LADA or LADA occurs because your pancreas stops producing adequate insulin. Um, most often from, they say like an insult that slowly damages the insulin producing cells um, in the pancreas. Now, I haven't gotten an answer yet on what that insult might be. Uh, it's like, okay, it, you know, what does that mean? Okay. And so this is the list I'm making that I'm going to try to find out. Uh, so, but unlike type one diabetes where um, you don't have any insulin, with the type 1.5, you often won't need insulin for several months or years um, after you've been diagnosed. So that's probably why my husband, if, if this is what he has, 
has been successful because you go a really long time without having to have insulin. Um, a lot of researchers believe that um, Leda sometimes is called 1.5, like I said, um, and it's a subtype of type 1. Others think that it's, it's you know, it, they, they think it's somewhere on the continuum between 1 and 2. That's why it got the 1.5. Um, but others think that it's, it, it's not even a distinct entity. They think it follows more into the type 1 category. But... Um, but it's but for so many it's treated like type two. So this is where the confusion comes in. This is what I'm trying to sort out right now. Um, people who have it are usually over the age 30, and usually type one is developed earlier on, right? And so that's why, you know, it gets um, undiagnosed maybe as a type 1.5 because it usually the onset is much later than the than the norm. Okay. And um, this is kind of what I'm, I'm learning. So, you know, it, like for type 2 diabetes, people that have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, uh, you know, if you're lean and physically active, or if you've recently lost weight without any effort, you know, you should talk to your doctor because, um, you know, to find out if the current treatment is good, if you're, they're treating you like a type 2 diabetes by diabetic because it may be 1.5. And that should have been an indicator for my, in my husband's case, because he, he was never overweight, right? When he was diagnosed, not that you have to be, but um, it was never, they're just automatically high blood sugars, you know, higher than what we, the, the threshold is, you must be type 2. Um, so, you know, at first, it, you know, type one and a half can be managed by controlling your blood sugars with diet, like he's been doing, uh, losing weight if appropriate would then affect him, exercise, and possibly oral meds. And that's what, you know, they're talking about right now is possibly going on oral medications um, to kind of continue to manage it, right? Um, but, you know, as but as you age and as your body gradually starts to lose its ability to produce the insulin from the pancreas that has had an insult to it, whatever that is, um, you'll eventually need insulin shots. Okay. Is, is what he's been, you know, I'm, I'm reading. Okay. So really the doctor we had talked to many years ago who suggested that, Oh, you know, as you get really, as you get older, you might have to have to take a little bit of insulin. looks like that might, he might have been accurate. Who knows? Um, but, you know, a lot of research needs to still be done, apparently, on how best to treat the type one and a half. And, um, you know, it's it's really best to talk to your individual doctor if you think you might have that, which we're going to be talking to many, I can t assure you. Um, and, and, you know, with, as with any type of diabetes, whether it's, you know, type one, type one and a half, type two, it's really important to um, stay on top of it and to keep your appointments and, you know, do whatever treatment plan's been set out for you um, so that you slow the progression um, of your disease and, and to avoid the complications. And that's really what's motivating uh, me and my husband right now is because just like I did the first time around that we went through this, it's all about wanting to not go and have those complications. And, and so, if he has to go on the oral meds, then that's what he'll do at this point because we've done everything we can. I mean, you know, with through diet and lifestyle. Um, you know, he's not perfect by any means. Uh, you know, he goes on and off his exercise routine, which we know helps his blood sugars uh, by exercising regularly. So he's back doing that, and 
you know, definitely he he's good. He's, you know, 98% good with his, with his diet. I can tell you because I'm cooking it. Okay. And he eats at home almost all the time. Um, I, and I've stopped bringing in, like I would occasionally bring nuts in or bring something in that, um, you know, it was a little bit more of a treat and he, he would overindulge occasionally. So I just quit bringing it in the house It made it so much easier for him and I don't need it. I don't miss it. So, um, it just, you know, so he's been really good and still these, these symptoms, um, you know, was, were happening. So, uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, we're figuring this out and it's literally like it was 10, 11 years ago when I was trying to figure it out again. Right. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I just think it's really interesting. And I think this is good information for people to have because, um, you know, with these conditions, I mean, you often get put into a box because they don't know where else to put you. And as research starts coming out and it's really knowing what to ask. And if you have the knowledge, then if you're not, if you're like, well, this isn't working, you know, maybe I'm this, what do you think about that? And your doctor says, nah, nah, go see a different doctor. Just keep digging, keep trying to find out more. And, um, I'm going to start learning more about uh, 1.5 and see what I can find out. And I'll give you an update as I, as I figure it out. But I just wanted to share this with you because like I said, I guess it's more about me trying to sort it throughout out in my brain going, Oh, here we go. And, and how am I going to do this now? What's, what's there left? I, we've had such great success for him on the plant-based, you know, living a plant-based lifestyle. And there is no way I'd ever change because I feel so great. Our kids feel so great. Everyone in my family is now plant-based. I mean, my, my sisters. And, and so it's just, everybody's cholesterol levels are great. You know, it is, everybody's living, they're, they're living that proactive, um, preventative lifestyle. And um, it's, our energy levels are super high. So we're never going back to how we used to eat. But is it a little frustrating that it's not giving can, the results of starting to, to change a little bit? And it could be, you know, he's 10 years older, you know, he's now 70. And so maybe, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. So that's that's the process I'm on right now. That's the road I'm going down. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I can certainly tell you I'm staying on the plant-based lifestyle. And um, if he has to take a little bit of oral medication, the, the saving grace is he hasn't had to do it for over 10 years. And so if it's progressed a little bit, then so be it. It's better than what it, it would have been if he hadn't changed his lifestyle and was just taking the meds. Okay. It would probably be a bigger progression and possibly adding complications right now. So, um, yeah. So wish me luck and I will keep you updated. And I hope this information was useful for you as well. So I hope you have a wonderful day and keep eating plants until next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast. 
since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.